Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks presented by PolyScience. You are chopping it up with Chuck. I'm the editor in chief with Cannabis and Tech today. We always bring you the best guests, and today is not going to be anything different. We have, you may have seen him on LinkedIn. Um, possibly at some cannabis events speaking. Uh, he's a big figure in the space of, of cannabis media, but we're here today to talk a little bit about Greenflower, and we've got Max Simon, who is the CEO and founder. Is that right, Max? Yep, co-founder, but yep. Okay, co-founder of Greenflower. Welcome, Max. It's a pleasure, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. Really nice to be here, Charles. Looking forward to the conversation. So uh, for the audience that isn't familiar with you, and, and I seriously... Uh, uh, for the past couple of years, I really have seen you a lot on LinkedIn. Um, I, I think you're like one of these really smart people to follow. You're always dropping knowledge and stuff like that. So if they haven't seen you there or at some events, can you just tell the audience a little bit about your background and kind of kind of how you got started in the, in the cannabis space? Yeah, well, first off, I really appreciate that, Charles. Thank you for those kind words. Um, I have been a medical cannabis patient my whole life. I use it daily for my ADHD. So I have a, a long, you know, multi-decade relationship, um, very intimate relationship with this plant for a long time. Um, and my whole career has been in um, either some form of digital or some form of education. And so um, I was kind of looking for my next entrepreneurial gig. I've always started and built businesses. And uh, in 20, seems like forever ago, but in 2014, um, I kind of landed in the cannabis space and uh, really saw a vision of creating a platform by which we could educate the world about cannabis in a really authoritative and trustworthy way. And so through lots of zigs and zags and twists and turns and ups and downs and good times and bad times, I'm kind of grateful today to say that, that Greenflower now is working with 23 different universities around the country, wow. 20, uh, 23 universities and community colleges, and we power their cannabis programs of the school. And we have the, the Gangier certification, which is a, a kind of an advanced cannabis sommelier, cannabis assessment certification. And then we have built uh, this credentialing body called, called G GFI, Greenflower Institute, which has created standardized credentials for manufacturers, cultivation, and retail side of the sector. Um, and we also train cannabis companies. And we have hundreds of clients that basically use Greenflower as the backbone behind their training and development of their organization. So it's been a wild ride to get to this place, but we certainly are, you know, really grateful for the momentum and traction we have today. Well, it's important work that you're doing. You know, I mean, we're, we're sitting here in, in 2022 and uh, you know, we've, we've come a long ways, but we've still got a long ways to go. And you definitely can see like in the media uh, you know, that there's still a lot of people that uh, do not know a lot about cannabis and a lot of media seems to have stumble over themselves covering it. So it's good that we've got some education out there and that there's some kind of a, you know, baseline of a platform to help get the word out because this isn't the kind of stuff that that people learn in school is it yeah and you know we started as a more kind of consumer facing education company but mm -hmm. um i'm very uh, impact oriented as an entrepreneur and I, I actually realized that that in order to really make the biggest change you actually have to educate the professionals Mm -hmm. You have to have all the people that are the professionals in this industry that are, you know, the ones that are buying into it with their time and energy and livelihood. They have to be really 
well-educated. And so that's why today, you know, we focus so much on this professional education side, because by educating the educators, if you will, you know, educating the leaders, educating the workers, educating the people in the space really thoroughly and making sure that they have a firm grasp on the truth, they then go out as this kind of army into the world and really have a huge impact. And so it's funny because, you know, in most industries, being in a space for seven years isn't, you know, that big of a deal. But in cannabis, I feel like it's forever. Yeah. And and I say that the place I'm standing from today in 2022 is, you know, more excited about the traction and the acceptance and the adoption and the growth and the support that cannabis has than it's ever had before. So I'm like, you know, blazing on all cylinders of optimism at the moment from, from just where we started from in 2014, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, we, we really have come a long way. And, and uh, I guess, you know, a lot of us that are in the industry, we get a little bit impatient, you know, we kind of want things to move faster. But, you know, if you think about it, uh, in the US, we haven't always been the fastest moving towards progress, you know, historically, sometimes progress has come kicking and, you know, screaming the whole way through. Uh, I'm just wondering if you guys have this great uh, education platform, wouldn't it be great if we could, you uh, make our, our lawmakers uh, go through a course like this. And, you know, I mean, I'm saying it tongue in cheek, but I'm also kind of serious. Maybe they would uh, think differently about cannabis and, you know, vote differently about cannabis if they actually had some kind of real training. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're doing the best we can on our side. We have a relationship with a group called AFTO, which is basically the, the training arm of the FDA. And, and we supply them with, with cannabis education that they distribute to their members for free. Um, but it's, it's very difficult. It's very yeah. difficult because, you know, everybody's time and attention is based upon what they think is a priority mm-hmm. and, and, you know, cannabis is only seen as a priority when it's really seen as a priority, you know, and, and in this day and age, there's been some fights around that, but that said, you know, I, I fundamentally believe that, um, we have, we are going to see more legislative progress in the next few years in cannabis than ever before in history. And yeah. we're, we're right around the corner to federal legalization, whether it's going to happen, you know, um, in the next few years or in four or five years, I'm not sure, but it's not going to be longer than that. Yeah. And so we're, you know, at the finish line. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, so let me ask you what, uh, if somebody was going to, take your course and uh, congratulations. I, I, I was looking at my notes before this and I thought you guys were in like, you know, 15, uh, 17, you guys are at 23 colleges and universities. Um, what, what, what kind of stuff are they learning? You know, like uh, just take a little peek behind the curtain and, and let our yeah. audience know what kind of stuff is it uh, that, that they're learning about the plant? Yeah. So we, we work with two different kinds of schools in two different kinds of ways. Um, we have these kind of four year, accredited, well-established institutions that we work with, like Syracuse University, University of Denver. Um, my, my most favorite one to, to mention, because it still is kind of outstanding to me that it even happened, is University of Arizona. Um, we have these six-month 
certificate programs that we developed that are very rigorous. They're 315 hour programs. They have instructors as part of it. They have um, special projects that they do as part of the class. Like, you know, in the agriculture program, you grow a plant, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in the business program, you actually do a, a kind of a, a compliance and business plan. And so we created these programs in, in cannabis business and cannabis medicine and cannabis agriculture and horticulture and cannabis law and policy. Um, and those we have those four programs that are kind of a whole done for you curriculum, if you will. Right. And we go to the schools and we partner with the universities and we say we have these amazing programs. They've been you know, developed using the highest standards of, of academic rigor. They have you know, all come from professionals that are the front runners of the leaders in the space. And we have everything for you. You know, we have the content and the technology and the instructors and the way to market the programs. And, and, you know, through building that you guys have the instructors, you guys, everything we, we, we are a a done for you solution for the universities. Um, And so that's why it's appealing to them is, is, you know, they can just, if they, if they want, if the university wants to participate in this sector, they can just do it. Right. Uh They can just do it through us. So it's turnkey. Exactly. Um, And so we have that relationship with, with universities. And then we have just recently developed these, um, these workforce development credentials. And that was what kind of the 2021 year was all about for us was, was building a a standardized program for foundational level of this industry. So we created a, a dispensary associate credential for people working in retail, a cultivation technician credential for people working in cultivation, and a manufacturing agent credential for people working in product development, essentially. And we um, actually brought together 35 different companies to create the the standards and the consensus Mm -hmm. for these programs. And then we submitted those standards to ANSI, which is an international accreditation body, and they've been accepted. And we're in the final throes of finishing our accreditation process. So these will be the, the, the world's first fully accredited workforce development credentials in the cannabis industry. Um, And, and we brought those into community colleges. And so those are these eight week programs in community colleges that same arrangement kind of partner with the school and we provide everything and then the school helps, you know, bring them out into the world, if you will. And those are just starting to kind of roll out now, if you will. And that's uh, all the schools in the wings. That's smart. You've got all kind of the, the three buckets of the cannabis industry covered. You got the dispensary, you got the cultivation, and then you've got obviously the, uh, you know, the products and the, and the manufacturing and stuff like that. That's a, uh, that's really smart. You know, it, 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 it's surprising to me that there's not more out there like this, you know, more people trying to come into the space. Are you guys, are you guys the only ones? Are you kind of the main player or what's the, what's the landscape um, look like? No, there's lots, there's lots of people doing something similar, but the, um, you know, the thing is, this cannabis industry is so young, mm-hmm. right? And 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 so, education is ultimately about creating standards, right? Saying, okay, here's what the best, here's what good looks like. Yeah. So we're so young in the cannabis industry that, um, you know, it's very difficult for any one person or even any one organization to say that. 
And so what, what we did, which has taken so, so much time and energy, and it's one of the benefits we have of being so early, though, is that we brought together all these stakeholders from across the entire sector of the industry to come up with that consensus, if you will, and build those standards. And not only did we do that, but then we worked with ANSI to make sure that they matched uh, international accreditation standards. So um, I say that only because it's so much work and took so much resources and so much time. And, and that's usually why, you know, in industries, there, there tends to be a, a dominant provider of this education and training. Yeah. And then there's lots of little people that do whatever else there is. And so, you know, I just, the vision all along has, beca- has been to be the education platform of the cannabis industry. And because we had been in this so early and we've learned so many lessons, I think we've been able to get enough of a head start to create this. And it's really going to accelerate from here on out. Yeah. And, and just curious, why, why did you pick education? You know, you're a, you're a smart guy. You've got, you know, you're, you're a, a media savvy, you know, um, you, you're obviously someone who has, has used the plant. And so you're passionate about it, but what made you want to go the education route? I mean, personally, I'm just a lover of knowledge and learning and, and personal growth. And, and that's what education is. At the end yeah. of the day, education as a, as a product is aspirational, right? It's about transforming people into a better version, a stronger version, a more successful version, a more empowered version, a more accomplished version of themselves so that they can contribute. And so uh, all of my businesses have always actually been in education, just different yeah. forms. Like I was I was in I was very early in, in building Deepak Chopra's business, which was education around spirituality and mind body medicine. And then I was very early in helping people build online businesses. And I built a really successful company helping thought leaders build online businesses. And now I've been really early in cannabis and, you know, help. And so to me, all the businesses are always about education. It's just different mm-hmm. topic matters that I've been involved in over the years. Um, and they have slightly different business models, you know, based upon what the, the business is. But nonetheless, I've just always been an education entrepreneur since the beginning. Dude, you got me inspired, man. When you said education is aspirational, you know, that's true. It's uh, uh, it, it's really cool to be involved in something that, you know, not only is necessary, especially with this, you know, growing as fast as it is, but you're right, man. Seeing that light bulb go on for people, see, you know, the dots connect for them. It's about helping people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's got to be really fulfilling. Really fulfilling. And, you know, um, I'll say this preemptively, but but we're close enough now that I think I can start talking about it. But we're, we're about to roll out. Um, it's, you know, uh, calling a social equity engine as part of GFI that will be providing social equity education scholarships in a scale that has never, ever happened in the history of, quite frankly, the world, I don't think, in, in any sector, but certainly nonetheless in cannabis, um, we, we will be giving away uh, millions of dollars in cannabis education to social equity applicants powered from the industry. And so that's the other thing I love about the cannabis industry is it touches so many different areas. You know, I mean, it touches business and agriculture and medicine and social justice and all these things in such a profound way. And so it's, you know, immensely challenging, but also so fulfilling as an entrepreneur to be able to be a part of kind of building and and shaping this in the next way. And we're all about people, you know, so that's a cool thing. 
That's, that's got to be great, man. You know, to be able to find your niche, to be able to really do something that you're passionate about and, you know, to be able to sort of give back in a way, you know, that's a, that's an important element of the cannabis business, you know, that, that people are talking about. It's kind of social equity and sustainability and they're talking about it and people know that it's important and it's a matter of how do we execute in those areas. So it's cool to see that you're actually, you know, putting into work what a lot of people are talking about uh, in the fact that there's, there's a lot of people that kind of this industry was built on their backs that are being left out, you know, as the, uh, uh, you know, the big MSOs come in and, you know, more states come online They're they're, you know, I think it's really cool that you're giving them uh, uh, that education so that they can be a part of uh, what's what's happening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we, we really feel like we have an important role to play in shaping the industry. And we kind of take that responsibility upon us to, to do our best to do it in a way that really is successful for, for the people and the industry at large. And it's challenging. I mean, like I said, I've, I've, made, um, I've made more mistakes. I've done more stupid things. I've kind of had bigger challenges in this business than I've ever had by far in any other space I've been in. Um, but it, it is a, you know, exciting place to be now. When did you get your, uh, your first school? So we signed our very, we, so we started approaching schools in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, I was funny. I was just telling somebody this the other day that in the very beginning in 2017, and this is a funny story, but we actually hired a, a very, um, he was the, the head of research for Pearson for like, 25 years. So like Pearson's like the biggest education company in the world. He was like the number one guy. So we (laughs) hired this guy to do an analysis on cannabis education opportunities. And he came back and told us there were none. (laughs) (laughs) What? He came back and said, I've done my, he broke it down. He said, this is a terrible idea. Schools will not be a part of it. And there's no business opportunity to go. And I was thinking about like how crazy that was that I got that news in 2017. I basically said, you know, F you. I don't believe yeah. you for a nanosecond. Second Thank you. That man. was like the biggest. Actually, that was the most significant waste of money I spent in the entire spectrum of this business. Oh. <laughs> um, so as in 2017, we said, screw you. We, we, we started approaching schools ourselves. It did take us a few years to figure yeah. out how to package the programs um, you know, what the schools needed for us to be able to do these programs with them, what the business model was like, it took years, but it was at the end of 2019, we signed our first school. And then in the January, uh, so we signed our first school in December. And then in January, they canceled the deal because the word got out to their board that they were going to do a cannabis program and their board was not okay with it. <laughs> so Damn. we signed our first college and then they, after months of negotiation, and then they subsequently canceled it the next month later because of uh, their risks. Um, but fortunately, can you, us, can you tell us who it was? No, no. Okay. All right, right. We're going to keep that top secret. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> but um, subsequently then we, we, we parlayed the signing of that school yeah. um, into understanding how to push it through. And so between 2020 and today is mm-hmm. when we've signed 23 schools. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's been crazy. That's awesome. Okay, well, listen, I want to talk to you more about education. Um, I think this is absolutely fascinating. I want to talk to you about kind of the future, where you see this going, you know, how it scales. But first, we're going to take a quick commercial break uh, so that we can keep the lights on over here. And uh, for those of you listening, we've got Max Simon with Greenflower. This is a really, really cool conversation about certification, education, uh, and uh, we'll be right back after this short break. 
Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cannabis Tech Talks. You are chopping it up with Chuck. We're here with Max Simon of Greenflower. We're talking education. We're talking certification. Uh, a real fascinating area here in, in what is a growing industry right now. Um, Max, where do you see this going? Do you see these, um, these courses that you have you know, um, you know, going to other countries, you know, going international, possibly. I mean, does this translate like that to where you could scale? Because it seems like uh, more countries are going to be uh, legalizing and, and needing that type of education. Is that is that kind of in the works? Um, we have entertained the idea of international expansion. Uh -huh. um, and I, of course, I have a vision of where that could go. But there's still, it's still actually really early days for education in the cannabis industry. Got it. And, and as, um, as exciting as it is, and as much traction as we're having in certain small slices, I'll tell you that the cannabis industry has only very recently started to acknowledge the importance and the value of proper education mm -hmm. and proper certification. And so I think where it goes is more companies are finally starting to understand a few things. They're understanding that um, hiring people who have no cannabis background is a huge lag because the cannabis industry is very complex and, yeah. you know, and there's a lot to learn. And so if you hire people that know nothing, you have a pretty good size window by which they have to go through a learning curve and get up to speed. And that's fine, uh -huh. but it's one of the reasons why there's a lot of turnovers because, you know, most of these companies don't actually have great training systems or anything like that. And so, you know, you hire somebody, they can onboard, they either succeed or they fail, or there's nowhere for them to go. And they're kind of stuck at this entry level thing or whatever. And so I think the next step is companies embracing that, you know, certified people, ex pre-existingly trained people, are truly valuable, right? They're more valuable to the industry. And I think that actually is happening as we speak. And then the second part of that is that cannabis companies themselves need to decide to enact their own training platforms and, and programs and take training and development of their own people more seriously. Because everybody has a million stories of, you know, being in a dispensary and getting terrible service or opening up their product and being disappointed by how dry it is or XYZ, 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 which are all um, byproducts of people not having proper education to do the job the best that they can do, right? At the end yeah. of the day. And so I think that, again, um, the next step is simply for the industry here in the United States to really, truly embrace training as an important um, stepping stone in creating yeah. the success that we all need. And, and by doing that, I think that will, you know, give rise to lots of other opportunities down the road, but that's the phase that I see that we're in now. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I've heard this debate. It's been a long running debate uh, about, you know, can you work in the cannabis industry if you're not a cannabis person? You know, that's a, that's kind of the, the, the running debate out there, you know, paper or plastic, you know, can you, can you be in this industry? And, you know, uh, it can't hurt to have this kind of training and certification if you're not, um, you know, uh, cannabis isn't, kind of ingrained into your your knowledge and stuff like that. So maybe this is a, a bridge for some of those people that aren't, you know, ingrained in, in cannabis and, and cannabis culture for them to be able to do their job successfully, uh, you know, on this side of the pond. Well, here's the way I think about it. You know, um, we had 80 years of everyone being very aggressively told marijuana is bad for you. I mean, it was a, it wasn't like, uh, you know, an elephant in the room. It was like ad campaigns from the government doctors, you know, teach. I mean, we had every authority figure in the planet telling us this is bad for you. So, you know, despite the fact that hundreds of millions of people have had their own direct experiences with the plant and been like, wait a minute, this doesn't feel bad for me. This actually feels like it's good for me. And then you have, you know, science coming along, validating that we have this endocannabinoid system and that it has this incredible receptor network designed to create a sense of balance in the body. And so science starts catching up and then industry starts coming online state by state and generating billions of dollars and employing all these people and creating all these products. And the momentum is growing exponentially, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't erase the fact that we have 80 years of this is bad for you inside of all of our consciousness. Yeah. And so that plays a big factor in everything. It plays a big factor in policies, as you're saying, our politicians have that ingrained in the way they're thinking about this. Investors have it in. And yeah, even somebody who might say, I'm, you know, I'm not a cannabis person, but I'm coming into this industry because I'm excited about it. Guess what? They're still holding on to a lot of that stuff unconsciously or subconsciously because we all are, by the yeah. way. So that's why I think education is so important because it does kind of wash away some of that old outdated thinking that's false. Yeah. And let's, let's us everybody get on the same level playing field, you know, and understand, you know, why things like, um, you know, social disparity is such an important issue in the cannabis industry. You know, why things like allowing us to grow outdoors is so important in the cannabis industry. You know, why things like, um, you know, uh, uh, protecting terroir and, and letting people of different regions control their, their, their name and their genetics is an important thing. And there's all this, you know, nuances to this space that are just important and good to understand for everybody. So I think that's the role that education plays to new people. And then as a byproduct of that, you can't help but then feel better about cannabis and then start to experiment with it and try it. And then you become a consumer and then you spread it to all your friends anyways, (laughs) (laughs) right? And so it is a really safe way to bring Mm -hmm. people in and level set the industry so that we can grow from a more educated foundation. When you think about it, it's really pretty impressive that uh, this this plant was literally there was an assassination campaign on cannabis, you know, uh, assassination of the 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 word, the plant, the everything about it, like you said, for 80 years. And it was hardcore. And it was the fact that it's, you know, dare programs in school and they equated it to, you know, the, the worst kind of drugs out there and kids are being, you know, taught this and still 
And yet, despite all of that, you know, there were people that believed in the plant and there were people that were able to, you know, it's almost like a metaphor, push through all the bullshit and, and allow the plant to see the light. And once that happened, it was like, there was no putting the, the, you know, toothpaste back in the tube. It now was out there. And we had to deal with the fact that we have probably been lied to and told a lot of stuff that wasn't true for some ulterior motives. And now this is just like a, uh, you know, almost an awakening. And it's, it's pretty impressive that we were able to push through all those decades of prohibition and disinformation and stigma uh, to kind of get where we are right now. Shows you the power of this plant. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, again, if you look at the science of it, this, so this particular plant it's the it's the most bioactive production plant that you see in all of agriculture. Yeah. And that's because you can see how fast it grows, right? How quickly it goes through its cycles. You can see the diversity of compounds it produces. Mm-hmm. You can see the um, it's the highest pr- like by a, an enormous factor. It's the highest producing terpene plant in existence, which is mm-hmm. the essential oils, the smells and the fragrances. You know, terpenes exist in everything. They exist sure. in, in an orange peel, you know, that. That that's that's a, that you know orangeine or lemonine is is coming from the orange peel, but but cannabis produces it in 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 a, deg- a degree of concentration, huge magnitudes greater than every other plant in the species. It produces you know a hundred different cannabinoids, which as we as science will catch up, will discover that these cannabinoids are 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 the keys to unlocking, you know, healing treatments for things like cancer or neurodegenerative diseases or um, inflammation diseases. I mean, it's, it's going to prove itself out over the next period. And so I say all that because, you know, it's also understandable why the prohibition against it has been so strong is it's incredibly threatening. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's threatening alcohol. It was threatening fuel. It threatening cotton and clothing. It big threatens pharma. building a yeah, big farm. I mean, it's incredibly threatening. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that any, anybody who understands the thing about power knows that people in power will fight to the death to maintain it. And here's this one plant that grows incredibly fast, yeah. you know, outside that you can do in any temperature in any climate, pretty much, or you can move it in diet if you want, and it'll still grow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can, uh, bro, can have bro, this thing. we've got, we got, it's 2022 and we've got people fighting, like fighting literally to keep coal you know, a technology from the 1800s. That's a shitty job that nobody wants to do that. They could be doing something else and they're still defending it. That's how entrenched, you know, yeah. uh, these powers power get. dynamics. Yeah. Power yeah. dynamics. It's, it's human, human nature for sure. But, but the cat's out of the bag, you know, yeah. that's the thing is, is there's no, there's no stopping it now. And that's why I'm so optimistic because it definitely didn't feel like that in 2014, you mm-hmm. know, in 2014, it was like, geez, this thing is like barely out of the bag right now. And let's see if it happens. And, you know, now it's like, there's no stopping this, no stopping it whatsoever. So awesome. You do know, you think, do you think the biggest turning point was uh, legalization for medical in uh, in California? I, you know, so to your point earlier about cannabis people being impatient, I think that it's no one thing. Uh-huh. I think that it's 
a million things that continue to just slowly chip away at stigma, because that's the only thing that's getting in the way. If you really think about it, why aren't our politicians legalizing it? Why aren't we banking it? Why aren't we creating good policies around this? It's it's just people's mindsets. Mm -hmm. So people's mindsets are, are influenced by the chatter happening around them specifically yeah. right so so you just you have these movements that are just getting louder and louder because the 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 duh benefits of it are so like duh that people are getting louder and shouting about it and then people are paying attention but just going slowly and it's kind of you know working its way through the system uh let me ask you this because this is this is something that i think uh uh is really curious we have medical marijuana um, in, in a lot of States, I think somewhere like 30, some States or something like that, they have right some now. form of, yeah, some form of medical marijuana. Um, it seems to me that doctors that are out there right now that have gone through medical school and stuff like that, they don't even get a lot of training in nutrition. I think I've seen somewhere that, you know, they get a few hours of nutrition and that's it. And I would, I would argue that nutrition has something to do with, you know, uh, uh, health and, you know, uh, disease and things like that. But setting that aside for a moment, I think that doctors and nurses out there, you know, maybe this is, is the next frontier, but, you know, taking your courses or something like your courses and making sure that, that doctors and nurses had some kind of basic knowledge could be helpful because I know uh, nurses and doctors that know nothing about cannabis. Literally, all they know is maybe stuff they see on social media. And it seems like that would be a pretty important, uh, maybe next step to to get education to. What uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, we have a, a medical cannabis program that's offered through all the universities, and, okay. and to me, it's um, it's just such important work, you know. And I've been really excited to see the the hundreds of allied health. Pro practitioners around the country who have taken these programs through the schools. And so I agree, you know, I mean, I think that, that it's a really important area. I, I think we need to, um, you know, it's this whole medical adult use thing is yeah. so tricky because the truth is we really, really actually, really in actuality do need medical cannabis institutions. Mm -hmm. And so those are, those are people that make medical cannabis products. Those are places where people can go for medical cannabis advice. Um, that channel is so terribly needed and would be, it would thrive so incredibly well in the space because that is actually an enormous entry point for most people, especially over 40, you know, they're, they're, they're coming to this from, I'm not sleeping. I'm in pain. My back hurts. I am very, you know, I'm needing a new purpose in life. Like they're coming at it from that angle. So I, I'm so, I feel like the medical cannabis thing is so critically important, but right now it's not that that's what it is. It's just a barrier to entry yeah. <laughs> in adult use right now. Yeah. And, 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 you know, as in most cases, and it's treated that way as well and the regulations and the everything. And so um, my point is, I really hope that as we level set our expectations, we can create true medical cannabis categories mm -hmm. that really are designing, you know, I mean, I'll give you an example. Um, you know, my mom needs for her pain medication, like high doses of THC. That's what she needs, but you can't find those in any adult use markets because it's like 10 milligrams an edible, right. Is yeah. the cap on the adult use market where really she needs a hundred milligram, you know, edible, 
but that wouldn't fit in that adult use kind of landscape. So if it was part of the medical, it would work fine, but we don't really have those carved out really well. So hopefully over time, that'll clear itself out. But right now it's all still just kind of conflated into these simple issues of, um, so, yeah, things that just don't, don't, don't gel very well with reality. <laughs> well, you know, and I, and I feel like, you know, medicine kind of pushes back a little, not all of it, but it seems like a lot of medicine pushes back on maybe, you know, like Deepak Chopra talks about, you know, the mind body, right? Like, you know, that these things are connected. And so, you know, potentially still fighting that battle. <laughs> I know, I know. It just seems like maybe there's some middle ground, you know, where we can trust in science, but we can also understand there is a mind body connection and that that plays a big role. And I feel like that'll be a big breakthrough in, uh, in yeah. medical care. Maybe well, it doesn't have to be one or the other, because I think yeah. there's a, a significant distrust on both sides. You well, know, and that's uh, just, you know, this is also, again, kind of why we, we need to continue to see some legislation change mm-hmm. in, in how people are thinking about these things and seeing these things. So anyways, it'll it'll come in time, but it's just not there yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. Well, listen, this has been absolutely uh, fascinating. Uh, you've inspired, you've informed. I think you got done what uh, what we were hoping <laughs> to do here. So I really appreciate you being here. Um, can you let uh, our audience know uh, if you've got any you know projects or appearances coming up or where they can get a hold of you or find out more about Greenflower? Well, I'll say um, I have a few final plugs then. One okay. is um, we are, we didn't even get to talk about it actually, but we're just about f- uh, filled up with Gangier for 2022, which mm-hmm. is this cannabis sommelier certification. And it's such an amazing program for people that love cannabis. So I'm only saying that because I, I, last year we filled up and then people were really disappointed that they didn't understand that there was a limited space to it. Um, so I'm making sure everybody understands Gangier is almost filled up. Uh, and if, if, you know, you want to check that out, you should go to ganjia.com. Um, you can always follow me personally on LinkedIn and yeah, you know, green flowers got so many amazing things coming out. The most notable will be the social equity education engine. That's going to be rolled out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be April right now, and it'll be a really exciting thing that I'm sure everybody in the industry will see in here, because again, we're kind of partnering up with a lot of the big players in the space to bring this, to bring this forward. Um, yeah. And, you know, besides that, I guess you can go to the Greenflower website, green-flower.com and kind of follow along there. Awesome. Well, you, you always have a home here with cannabis and tech today. We love, we love what you're doing over there. Thanks again, Max. Really appreciate you coming and being on the show. And uh, for those of you listening out there, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and hit that like button. Make sure that you subscribe. Uh, and don't forget to follow Max on LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out Greenflower. If you want to be a, a, Gangier, if you want to be a Gangier, right? Like a sommelier, like if you want to really be the tip top here, go and check into it now because they're filling up fast. Uh, it's listen, what did you say? You said education is aspirational. I think that's the perfect way to end this. So thank you so much, Max. It's been a pleasure. And for everybody listening, we'll see you on the next episode of Cannabis Tech Talks brought to you by PolyScience. Thanks a lot. 